Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to the Dave and Dia podcast. Starting at center from Portland, the wily veteran, Dave Deckard. And at guard from Los Angeles, the patron saint of rainbows and unicorns, your podcast MVP, Dia Miller. Welcome back to Dave and Dia, a Blazers Edge podcast. I'm Dia Miller. I'm here with Dave Decker. It's late at night. I was shooting a game today, so we are even later than normal. And Dave broke Blazers Twitter, so we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, and I, I somehow got caught in the crossfire of that one. This is going to be interesting, Dave. I, should I ask how you are? Are you surviving? Oh, I'm just fine. I mean, why? <laughs> I know I, you are. Nothing. Nothing happened that's that dramatic. Well, it's dramatic for some people, I guess. But if you know me, the, it's dramatic for me. If the <laughs> if the concept of uh, exploring alternatives, telling truths, uh, and facing difficult subjects bothers you, then you probably shouldn't read basketball analysis because we're not talking about anything that hasn't been talked about nationally. This whole thing started with Charles Barkley, at least in our circle uh started with charles barkley saying the same damn thing so uh okay so let's so let's back up for a second go for it uh for those of you who don't read blazers edge or didn't read this or don't aren't on twitter and have no idea what we're talking about uh context here The, the national media has been talking about trading that that the blazers need to trade dame now essentially for a while and dave it looks like you have a tail Yes, I have Dave's a cat. cat. I, I, Dave's cat. I that was a distraction. I I apologize for Yes, my tail is twitching, dear. It was just in the right place where it looked like you have a tail. Yes. Okay. Back to serious things. I I, uh, I have so many cats I'm turning into one. So 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 Dave wrote an article and uh, I believe the title was quite um, 
forceful, I guess, of why we should trade Dame now, essentially. The title and, was the title. Title doesn't matter if you read the article. Well, Basic- the title doesn't matter if you read the article, but you know a lot of people are just going to read the title and get mad. Well, so, I mean, which that's your own fault. I can't help you if you do that. But that said, here's, here's how I crafted this. Basically, someone asked in the mailbag, well, several people have asked. I didn't say someone. There were lots of questions about this. And particularly, they intensified when Barkley said the Blazers should trade Dame. So, you know, I thought, okay, it's about time to take a look at this, at least in a cursory way. So I sat down to figure out, okay, what are the pros and cons of trading Dame and not trading Dame? And like most people, it's like, okay, you know, I want to keep Dame. Who doesn't want to keep Dame? And I sat down and really started taking a look at it. It's like the list for not keeping Dame was not only getting longer, but the the reasons for not keeping Dame were a lot more solid as opposed to speculative. And I suppose logical or basketball related as opposed to, you know, emotional, I want to keep him and he's Dame and he's the franchise and whatever. And so that's what I wrote. I mean, when I got done with it, it's like, you know what, there are about two reasons to keep him. Uh, and there are about six to, that the Blazers would probably be better off not. And uh, that's where the analysis ended up. And that's what I posted. So Dave posts this analysis and um, I have not read the comments on Blazers Edge for my own health. Um, but there were a lot and Twitter exploded. And I'm over here. First of all, I didn't even know this was happening. I had no idea anything was happening. I had no idea Dave had written this. I had no idea what his perspective was. And all of a sudden I'm getting tagged in all these things and I'm getting called a clown, (laughs) getting all these alerts. And I'm like, what happened? What is going on? And so I went and, and looked and, and sure enough, Blazers Twitter was very angry that Dave had suggested this and that Blazer's Edge had run it. And so here we are. So I think this is something that that we're going to address here. Dave, let's start by, why don't you just kind of give us a quick little summary of, of what your points were? Well, I mean, I don't think they're probably a surprise. I think they echoed some of Barclays, although I teased it out more than he did, obviously, because he has 15 seconds on TNT and I have all day to write. But... Uh, basically, look, there are a couple reasons that you absolutely want to keep Damian Lillard. His past performance, his emotional slash sentimental slash figurehead value to the franchise, and the fact that you're not going to be able to get equal value for him. You're not going to get a Dame level star back. It's, it's just not possible. However, in terms of the not you have age, you have the rebuilding timeline of the franchise now, and I don't think it's any secret that they are rebuilding younger, uh, and there isn't any infrastructure around him at this point, except for Anthony Simons, who, by the way, in essence, plays Dame's position and needs the ball too. So even that's not entirely complimentary. You also have injuries. You also have salary, and particularly at, in question is Dame's extension, which the Blazers are going to, uh, you know, probably ink him to this summer. And maybe they should. I think any team that wants him would be willing to sign that extension. But 
the reality is that that extension will mean he'll be 35, 36 and making $50 million a year. And we still don't know where the Blazers will be at that point. And it's entirely likely that they will be in a place where they're not able to take full advantage of his skill set then, just like they're really not in a position to take advantage of it now. So long story short, Damian Lillard is Damian Lillard, and that is everything that we've ever said he was. Incredible player, one of the three best in the franchise for history, for, for certain. And everything about the clutch shots and the production, all that remains true. But the essential question is, if you cannot take advantage of who Damian Lillard is, which the Blazers can't right now, is it not in the realm of possibility that you might or that the team might actually be better off moving him for assets that they will be able to take advantage of, even if those assets aren't at concentrated anyway at a, at Damien's level. Okay, so I I have been waiting to respond to this um, because there's just not enough characters on Twitter, and uh, so here we are. And here here's what I want to say. First of all. I don't think you're wrong in some of what you said. I think if you take everything out of this equation except simply basketball and business, this is something that you have to kind of look at. That being said, never in my life have I taken all the emotion and and anything, all that stuff out of basketball. I personally am not ever going to be on the trade Damian Lillard train. I'm not. I think that when you have someone like him who was drafted by the team, who is, you know, a superstar, who is loyal and wants to be here, that he's earned that. He's spent nine, ten years in Portland. He's worked as hard as he possibly can to try to do what he can for this team. And he wants to be here. And to me, that's enough. Um, I think that He's, you know, just from the bits and pieces that he's said with his injury, and we'll get to that in a few minutes, but um, it sounds like he feels like he's going to come back better than he was. And I'm going to trust his judgment on that for now. I mean, obviously that remains to be seen, but I'm hopeful that that's the case. And so I'm hopeful that we're going to get a, a full, healthy Damian Lillard, you know, back to the team. And I think in that sense, you're exactly right. You're not going to trade him and get someone equal to or better than him. So you're essentially looking at rebuilding the team. And in my opinion, we have plenty of time to rebuild the team later on down the road. We have Anthony Simons who will, who will benefit greatly from continuing to have Dame to learn from and, and be with. I think that Dame is somebody that all of Portland enjoys watching and enjoys having on that team. And, and that's invaluable to me. You know, one of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years and, and was just reiterated so strongly in watching the reaction to this article is everybody enjoys basketball differently. Everybody enjoys different parts of it. There are people who watch this and there are Blazer fans even who watch this team and they're 
main hope is that we win a championship. That's all they want. They don't care how we do it. They don't care who it takes to get there. They don't care. They just want to win a championship. There are people who are fascinated with all of the ins and outs of the, of the business side, of the contracts, of who we can trade, of, of how we can do this. There are people who are into that, and that's where they're fascinated. There are people who just want guys that are entertaining, that are good basketball players and fun to watch. And then there are people who enjoy the players that we have because they know and love them. And I, I fall somewhere in a jumble of this because I want to win a championship. I'm fascinated with the business side to some degree. All that's very low on my list. But for me, at the end of the day, I'm always going to cheer for the good guys over everything else. I'm always going to cheer for culture and, and chemistry, probably over everything else. If I have to watch a team not win a championship for years, but I get to watch a good culture and a great chemistry of players, I'm going to take that over one championship and a mess of a team. Um, and, and I'm not saying that you can't have both, but I think that it's such a gamble. You could trade Dame away. And for all the people who are saying, oh, well, he deserves a chance to go win a championship somewhere else. Well, you could trade him and he could still not win a championship and you could trade him and get pieces back that aren't going to win us a championship. So to me, at least with Damian Lillard, we know that we're getting someone that we enjoy watching that really we're lucky to get to watch suit up in a blazer uniform week after week, after week, after week. And that's what I want. Now, that doesn't mean that it's wrong to want something different. It doesn't mean that it's wrong to, to want to trade Dame and see him go somewhere else and see the Blazers do other things. That's okay, too. And I think that one of the things that's so important that I struggled with through all of this is there's no right or wrong here. We can all have different opinions. This is part of the game. Trades are part of the game. The business side is part of the game. That's all part of it. So at the end of the day, do I want to trade Damian Lillard? Hell no, I do not. I want him to stay in a blazer uniform until he retires, if at all possible. And if we can keep him on after that to work for the team, I'd take that. I want Dame in Portland as long as possible. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong to talk about what if, because the fact of the matter is everyone else in the country is talking about it. So we can just turn a blind eye to it, but that's not our job at Blazers Edge. Our job is to talk about what's being talked about. So that's my two cents on that. Sure. But the thing is, and that's all valid. The thing is, you are uh, you and I are not in charge of the team. We, no. we can make decisions like we do. And I don't want to trade Damian Lillard either. Personally, just ask me, Dave. I'd rather Damian Lillard stay a Blazer for life. But the Trailblazers can't afford to think like that. And that's really what we're talking about here. We're not talking yeah. about, would you like to trade Dame? We're not talking about, did Dame deserve to be traded? We're talking about, what do the Blazers need to do to remain viable and as good as possible as a basketball team going forward? Yeah, but I'd, I'd argue that they also can't afford to trade him. Because, you, I mean, you saw the reaction to just talking about trading him from Portland fans. What do you think is going to happen if they actually do? The, the Blazer fans are going to grow to love somebody else. That's the way it happened when Clyde was traded. That's the way it happened when Bill Walton left. And, and here's the thing, is that, every, again, I, I can't help but notice, and I'm not counter-arguing against you. I'm saying literally every reason that we just pointed out to keep him, which I agree with, is something that happened in the past or something that's speculative? There are two things in there, actually, that I think are less solid. Let's talk, we'll talk about those in a minute. But again, what's the reality going forward? Age is a reality going forward. B, 
big contract reality going forward, rebuilding a reality going forward, potential injuries a reality going forward, and also, no, wait, 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 wait. also if Dame doesn't come back at the level that he was before he left, and by the way, what else is he going to say? Wait, wait. But you just said that where you're talking about things that are in the past or in the future, and that that's something that's in the future. You don't know. Excuse me, I don't know what. That he's, not, that, that he's not going to get older? I know he's going to he, get older. No, but you don't know that he's not going to come back just as good as he was or better. But but here, here's, again, weigh the consequences. If he comes back as good as he was or better, does that lead the team further on than they were before he left? The yes. answer to that is clearly no. They traded away C.J. McCollum. They traded away Robert Covington. They traded away Larry Nance Jr. Uh, in seasons before, they tried... Well, I'm not talking uh, about this year. No, I am literally saying this. I'm literally saying this. Let's pretend that Dame comes back at full force Dame, which we don't this know what's going to happen. This year next year? Okay, I'll go, let me go slow so everybody understands. Damian Lillard comes back next season, fully operational, just like he was in past years. Okay, this is full Dame. Okay, which, by the way, we do not know is going to happen. But let's say it does. Does that put them in a better position in 2022-23? Is he going to be able to lead them farther in 2022-23 or 2023-24 than he was in 2019-20 or 2018-2019? The answer to that is clearly no. Because he does not have the same players around him that he did. But we don't he, know what players he's going to have around oh, him. No, 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 no. You're not going to. You cannot. Now you have to speculate. Dame's coming back and the Blazers are going to get a bunch Wait, of free agents and miracle trades. everything you're saying is speculation too. Mm. Everything you just said right no, there no, no, is no, no, no. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. You're yeah. right. We okay. don't know. Okay, then here's what you have to do. In order to make this a significant positive... You have to have Dame coming all the way back and being fully healthy and fully productive at age 32, the same way he was at age 28 or 29 or whatever he was before he got injured, which, again, we don't know that that's going to happen. Let's go with everything you said. Now we've added on to it, but let's add on. In order to get them into contention with Damian Lillard coming back or to get them farther along in the playoffs or to make them better than they were, you have to speculate that Dame's going to come back all the way, that the Blazers are going to suddenly rebuild around him in a way that was better than when they had C.J. McCollum, whom everybody loved and who was scoring 23 points a game, by the way, and all those veteran forwards and everything else. All right? That's in order to get significant progress. That's what has to happen. Now, you may be right that it's not 100% certain that it won't, but what are the odds of that happening? I would argue not great. It is more likely that Dame will come back even if he comes back full force and not be able to take the team farther than he could when he was literally in his prime and had better players around him. That's the upside. The upside is we pretty much go back to where we were two years ago, which wasn't satisfactory. That's the gain, potential gain. Now, let's speculate the other way. Look at the potential loss. Let's say Dame can't come back all the way because he's getting older, because he's got too many miles on him, because the team isn't around him to make him look good, or because of injuries. As soon as he doesn't play as well, his trade value plummets because he's already got a huge contract. And if they sign him to that extension, 
that's going to end up paying him $50 million a year three years from now. Now his contract becomes even worse than C.J. McCollum's was, and look what they had to do in order to move C.J. to clear that cap space. That's the downside. And so the argument is, from a basketball perspective, that the potential upside, even if everything works perfectly, is not that high. Whereas the potential downside, if it doesn't work perfectly, is disaster. And that would argue for moving him sooner rather than later and not waiting to see what that outcome is going to be. Because what do you gain positively if you wait versus what do you gain negatively if it doesn't go right? I just think that arguing it that way takes all the nuance away. There's so much more to it. And I think that's a What, what think else is there? To be. What, I, the fact that people in Portland love Dane, there's, there's a, there's a, that, that has to be a factor. Damian, what Damian Lillard means to the city of Portland and what Damian Lillard means to Portland Trailblazers fans has to be a factor in this. He has to, the fact that Portland drafted a superstar who is loyal to Portland and wants to stay there, who knows when that would ever happen again, that has to be a factor. And to me, I mean, you're talking about a, a, a roster that's better than 2019. Like, yeah, they did well, but it was a fluke. I mean, if you go back and look at that roster, it, it's not a it's not a roster you would expect to do that well. So now we've got a GM in place who's willing to make moves, who's making moves already. And, and to me, I think that's a calculated risk. I think you take that risk. I think you keep Damian Lillard. You keep a guy like Anthony Simons, who's essentially going to be able to step into that role that you're talking about CJ playing and, and hopefully maybe play it a little bit better. And, and then now you've got a, the opportunity to bring other people in and build around that without the issues that we had with Neil, where he's just holding on to the guys he likes. Now we have somebody who's going to try to put a roster together that can compete. And to me, I don't think you can sit here and say, yeah, we need to move Dame now without knowing what's going to, we, we haven't gotten to the end of this. We haven't gotten to see what else they're going to do and who else they can put around him. I think that it's a real possibility that they could put people around Dame who will make a solid run for it. And I think that's worth trying. I think you have to 32 is not that old, especially if he gets this thing come, taken care of and can come back. I mean, that remains to be seen, but assuming that he comes back and comes back well, 32 is not that old in the NBA anymore. And and to me, the, this whole concept of, well, you have to trade him because he's getting older. Like he, he's a superstar that shifts when you're talking about a normal player. Okay, fine. But when you're talking about Damian Lillard or somebody of that caliber, just because he's 32 doesn't mean he's going downhill yet. So you get the years out of him that you can and then you deal with it down the road. If he wants to stay, let him stay. If he wants to be traded down the road, then deal with it down the road. But right now, you just, uh, to me, it's not, it, it, I understand where you're coming from and I hear your points, but I think you're missing a lot by, by saying some of the stuff that you're saying without taking into account some of this. Well, you can't trade him down the road. That's the problem. If he declines, nobody's going to take then him. Then don't. It's still worth that risk. Okay. And let's talk about, uh, the second part is, you didn't name anybody in the equation that the Blazers don't already have. He said, we're going to put Anthony Simons around him. And uh, I, I assume Yusuf Nurkic. Because, but that, again, because, that doesn't get them back to more than neutral. But that's 
that's not my job, Dave. I'm not, I'm not the kind of basketball mind that can sit here and say, this is the roster we need around Damian Lillard. I don't have that kind of basketball. Sure, but nobody my does. That's works. my point. I'm not but saying that you don't. there are people who it's their job to. That's what they have. And I'm saying until we wait and see what they're doing, it's worth wait. I don't think that like, just because I can't sit here and rattle off a list of names that should be put around Damian Lillard, not knowing contracts, not knowing any of that stuff, not knowing even who's available or any of this. Like, I can't, I can't just rattle that off right now and come up with it. If I could, somebody would have done it that quickly. And it's just not that fast. Like there has to be, there's obviously more than one move that's being made. You, we know that they were in the process of making moves. We know that that, that the moves that they made are not the final plan so so give them the time to figure it out like just getting to this point and panicking and blowing everything up doesn't make sense they're they're in a process we need to see that process through and we need to give Damian Lillard the ability to stay in Portland if that's what he wants to do if Damian Lillard wants to stay in Portland you keep Damian freaking Lillard in Portland it's a process it's not that it's fast or slow the question is whether it's possible and the way they reset the way they hit Control-Alt-Delete on their roster, and we know they did that because of what they traded Norman Powell for, because of what they traded Robert Covington for, in a sense even because what they traded C.J. McCollum for. Josh Hart is a nice player, but Josh Hart is not going to save your franchise. He's a glue guy. He's your third guy probably that you have in to, to help out. And, you know, that's not – the Blazers need more than that at this point. That's it. Let's go to the loyalty point, because this is what I've been waiting for a little bit, because that was one of the other points that you made. Fan loyalty, especially. There are other kinds of loyalty. There's team loyalty and player loyalty, but let's just focus on the fan one. Do you remember earlier in the season when Lillard started missing his three-point shots, particularly the ones at the end of the game, and they weren't close? Do you remember the emails and the questions and the complaints that we got about him? Fan loyalty lasts as long as that player is good plus dame has probably brought a season because of his legacy but i promise you if damian lillard is 34 years old shooting 40 percent still dominating the ball uh the blazers are not winning and he is making between 46 and 50 million dollars a year and the blazers can't trade him or make any moves i promise you fan loyalty to him will largely disappear. There will always be some diehards, and I believe you're one of them. I, I, I don't think you're loyal to the Dame. You, you, will, you'll be on this podcast with me, and you'll be explaining and reminding people why Dame is still wonderful and should be here, which is correct. But that loyalty, that overwhelming loyalty, is going to disappear if he doesn't perform. That's the way it always happens in sports. And to make a $100 million decision that's going to perhaps gum up your cap and also not lead to more success uh, based on fan loyalty is, is a non-starter. Now, I, it's not that the Blazers wouldn't do it. I'm actually afraid they will. But they, too, are sadly mistaken if they think that that loyalty is going to last out the duration of Dame's contract if either Dame doesn't perform excellently or the team doesn't really win beyond the level it already has. I don't fully disagree with you on that. I think you're right in that. I mean, we've seen people turn on players in the past. It's been how many years since Clyde Drexler went to Houston and people still rip him apart for that. So I, I, I understand that. And I don't necessarily think you're wrong in that. 
I, and this is maybe a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but I don't think that fans owe their loyalty. Um, these players are getting paid millions of dollars to play and it's their job. So loyalty is not owed. Um, I don't think that fans owe Damian Lillard loyalty. I think that he has earned that. And I think that because of, of how he's played and who he is and what he's done for the city of Portland, he will continue to have a lot of loyalty long past his career, long past his time in Portland. And I think he's earned that. And I think it's well-deserved. That being said, I, I agree. I think that fans will turn on him at one point or another, if, if he doesn't come back and play well, or if he chooses to go somewhere else, I think you're going to see it in both of those sectors. Um, to me, this isn't about that. I don't think this is about fans being loyal. I think this is a, a, a situation where you've got, again, a superstar who was drafted here, who wants to be here, whose contract is here. Let him play it out. And, and at least, and, and I get it. Look, I understand what's at stake. I want to make that clear. This is not me misunderstanding. I understand that if Damian Lillard comes back and isn't good and isn't playing to his potential, that he drops in value and we still have to pay him the same amount of money. I understand that. I understand that this is how that works. I'm saying it's an educated gamble that you take because of who he is and, and what he's been for for this team i think it's an educated gamble to me you don't trade him you keep him and you allow that opportunity to have him come back and see what he can do and see where he's at and if he's awful and he can't play anymore then you reevaluate the situation then i personally don't see that happening but if it does then reevaluate at that point my thing is he's earned the right to have the chance um, and and, I, and maybe earned the right is a terrible way to phrase that because again, like I just said, this is a business. This is his job. He's a professional. And if something were to happen and he were to be traded and whatever, you know that he would be he would be professional about the situation. It would be you know he would go on to be great somewhere else and and do his thing somewhere else. I, I'm not concerned about that. I think the smart thing to do in this situation all around is to give him that opportunity because at the end of the day, I don't think that basketball is just about the game. I don't think it's just about championships. I don't think it's just about business. I think there's a lot more nuance to it. I think there's a lot more to this. And I think Damian Lillard in this situation as it currently stands falls into that category. We're still straying into a couple things that just don't, there's no floor underneath them. One is, well, there's half a floor. And if Dame comes back awful, but even that's not the entire argument. Even if he doesn't come back awful and the Blazers don't win more, the Blazers don't get past the first round, you know, again and again and again, the same thing is going to happen. In essence, that's going to be a contract that people turn on, and that's going to be a lot of invested, a lot of money invested in what for the team will be not progress. Okay, so that's the other possibility, not just that Dame stinks, but that the team he doesn't stink and the team doesn't get better, and and that's a big significant part of it. But the other thing is that absolutely that I'm adamant about is if he did turn out not producing the same. And by the way, he's making a contract as one of the tippy-top players in the NBA. If he is not one of the tippy-top players in the NBA, 
the Blazers will not have a chance to reevaluate the situation at that point. He will be too expensive to trade. They're not going to get many more chances at this. And that's the thing. Is that that and I'm not saying necessarily we should go one way or the other. That's not a convincing argument to trade him right now, but that is a piece of evidence that needs to go in there. That if you want to wait another year or you want to wait another two years, you gotta deal with the possibility that it will be too late at that point. Right. Absolutely. And I'm not denying that. And I I I understand that. That's my point. That's what I was trying to say. I understand that. I'm not saying you reevaluate and then trade him then. I'm saying you reevaluate what your plan is going forward. I mean, how many players have the Portland Trailblazers paid ridiculous money out to even long after they were even on the team? Like to me, you, yeah, if, if he ends up being awful and not being, which like, first of all, I feel like I need to continue to say, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. But, but I, I, just I mean, let me interrupt you for a second. The, you, the word awful is loaded. The, he doesn't have okay. to be awful. Let me he just has to be not fantastic. Okay. So if he's not fantastic, if he comes back and he's mediocre or he's average. Good NBA, or very good. Also qualify. But, but if he comes back and is that, then fine. You, you do the best you can. And in, you know, five years when his contract expires, then you start a rebuild. I, I, I mean, honestly, it's, it's it like the, 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 the fact of the matter is this is something that's going to go on forever. Like we're going to continue to have a team. We're going to go continue to cycle through these things that it's part of this where it's, it's a cycle. So you let him live out his time here. You let him be somebody that, that everybody enjoys. This is a frustrating thing for me because I feel like it's, it's a hard topic and I feel like it's a, a topic that everybody's emotional about the there's, you know, all the people who, who want to take the emotion out of this and look at it from the business side of it, like that, that's fine, but this is not something you can really do that with in, in, and, and I think that that's part of why your article hits so hard because people don't take the emotion out when you're dealing with Damian Lillard. There's always going to be an emotional aspect of this for most people. There's always going to be a fan aspect of this for most people. And most people, if given the chance, are, are going to keep Dame over the other option. I, I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced that if you ask the majority of fans at this point where things stand right now, they'd say, yes, I'll, I'd rather keep Damian Lillard than, than let him go and, and, you know, whatever. I hesitate to make this comparison. I'm not sure this is a good idea. But I'm going to anyway, and I might regret it later. But I think about Russell Westbrook, and I think about Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma City fans to this day love Russell Westbrook. They love him. Um, I Obviously, when I make these generalizations, I'm not speaking for everybody. There are exceptions to everything. But Russell Westbrook has not been a fan favorite anywhere else. And he struggled. He struggled in his career. He hasn't been as good as he used to be. And, and he struggled. But Oklahoma City fans love that man. And I, I wonder if, if he stayed in Oklahoma City and he'd struggled the way that he has, if they would continue to have loved him or if they would have gotten irritated and frustrated like it seems like other fan bases have gotten with Russell Westbrook. That's where I am with Dane. Like, I wonder in what you're saying, I wonder how much truth there is to that and how much we can draw that comparison of, like, 
if Dame goes somewhere else, are Blazer fans going to just love him forever, no matter what? Yes. If he stays in Portland and he struggles, are Blazer fans still going to love him? Personally, I think the overwhelming majority would, yes, still would. I think that's how Portland fans are. I think Portland fans tend to be loyal. I would say more so than you're giving credit for. I think a lot of times we see Portland fans attached to players that aren't as good as other players, but Portland fans get attached. Like that's, that's one of the marks to me of the difference of, of rip city versus other fan bases. So I, I don't think we'd have a situation where people are just angry and, and turn on him. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think if Dane comes back and he's bad or average or even good, like you're saying, I think fans will still love and appreciate him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm giving people too much credit, but that's that's where I keep coming back and that's where I keep coming down on it. And to me, it regardless, it's worth the risk. Damian Lillard, to me, watching Damian Lillard suit up week after week after week after week, to me, is worth that risk. I mean, maybe, but I'm not sure that the team can afford to think like that because who they will turn on, if they don't turn on Lillard, they'll turn on the team. They already have. I mean, we've already seen this in some ways with C.J. McCollum. How much flack was C.J. McCollum getting before he was traded? By the way, C.J. McCollum is a damn good player. I understand he is not Damian Lillard, but probably the only thing yeah. that kept him from being Damian Lillard in or close to Damian Lillard's level of adoration is because there was a Damian Lillard, and C.J. Right. McCollum was not the only person that backcourt. He was number two there. Had he been without Lillard, and had he been the generational guard there, scoring 28 points a game, which, by the way, he probably would have had he been alone in that backcourt or with a facilitator, uh, then he would have, you know, he, his talent is not far off. But fans have been adamant for years about trading him, and it intensified in this last couple of years. I mean, that's, there were the straw poll would have been 10% keep him and 90% get rid of him around the trade deadline, right? I mean, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. That will also happen to Damian Lillard in the moment. Now, it will not happen long term. I think long term, his reputation is secure. Like 20 years from now, we're going, Damian Lillard was fantastic and telling only the good stories. But I think your point is apt, or at least you were on the edge of making it, that his reputation, or his immediate reaction, rather, might be actually more favorable if he were traded, which would hurt in the moment, but then he succeeded somewhere else or played somewhere else, and the that Blazers wasn't the rebuilt. That the I was trying to make. Well, then you were close <laughs> to it. If you're just talking about reputation, if the Blazers ended it here, which would be incredibly painful, and he went somewhere else to play, the Blazers would have only Blazer fans would have only 100% good memories unsullied. If he stays and the Blazers don't succeed or he doesn't succeed to his usual Damian Lillard level, that will inevitably take a dip. And in the moment, I think it will be easier or nicer, actually, for Blazer fans to go, oh, man, Dame, I wish we had him. <laughs> then, oh, man, Dame, we should have gotten rid of him. Yeah. I don't know because it's incredibly painful still seeing CJ in a Pelicans jersey. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but I also think that if we trade Dame now and he goes on somewhere else and does Dame things, it's going to be awful 
to I'm not going to want to watch that team or follow <laughs> what's going on because it's going to feel like your ex just moved on with somebody and loves them more. And like, that's never fun. That's never a fun feeling. And, and, and I think, you know, I think we're seeing that with CJ. I think even the people who wanted to trade CJ McCollum are watching how well he's doing with the Pelicans. And there's a, a twinge of, of pain, even if, even if they wanted him to go and, and for the record, I think the majority of people that wanted to trade CJ wanted to trade CJ because it was either trade CJ or we're not like you can't build around Dame while CJ's there. And so I think the majority of people who wanted to trade CJ wanted to do so in order to build around Dame. So if you take Dame now and trade him too, it's going to be a whole thing. To me, there's, I hear that by, you know, unemotional standards by you know the the standards of your article maybe you see more pros to trading him than cons but i would be on the other side of that i to me there's a lot more pros in keeping him than there are cons and i just don't think i just don't think that's a move that should even be i just i don't think it's the move uh, you know i respect that my central question boils down to this in the end what are you buying what are you buying you're by, buying a lottery ticket. Well, well, well no, hold on. A, I, I'm talking about by keeping Dame or trading him. And the argument is, I think, by keeping Dame, you're buying goodwill and maybe a chance that doing essentially the same thing will re, have a different result this time. Because that's what it boils down to. You slot in Anthony Simons. It's not the same thing. Yeah, you slot it's in not- Anthony Simons into the CJ McCollum slot. You keep Yusuf Nurkic. You get some forwards. That is really pretty similar to where the Blazers were. If work. that's what they do, but we don't know that they're going to do that. We don't know. And so to me, that's why I said you're buying a lottery ticket because we we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do. And maybe there's some, obviously the GM looked at where things were at, said this isn't going to work and made decisions. So to me, I'm hopeful. I think we're all scarred by the previous GM, but I'm hopeful that this time it's not going to be doing essentially the same thing, that there's going to be changes that are going to be made. Let's let's add that to the list then. You're buying hope. Uh, So you're buying goodwill and you're buying hope at the cost of potentially... Not going anywhere, potentially. I mean, well, no, not, okay. Let's not for the cost. Let's just let's just stick with what you're getting, what you're gaining. Uh, my argument would be, the goodwill is going to disappear if they don't succeed, and the hope would then, by default, not come to fruition. And by the way, I think that hope at this point is pretty slim because they've tried this again and again and again, and it hasn't worked yet. And it hasn't worked yet, which has probably been a better version of Dame. Here's the other thing. They could do what you're suggesting. They could trade Dame. And they could get whatever they're going to get for him. And we could still lose. And of course. we could still spend years fighting to win a championship and getting booted in the first round. We could still be doing that, but doing it without Damian Lillard. And I guess to me, that's at the end of the day what this comes down to. At the end of the day... We could trade Dame and we could try to do all these things and change all these rosters, make all these moves and draft these people and do whatever. We could try to do that and, and build this roster that we think is a contender and we could lose. 
We could lose year after year after year. We could continue to lose and it would be frustrating. And you know what? All of us would be thinking, what if? Just like we do with other guys like LaMarcus, who isn't doing anything hugely great where he's at, but we all sit here and think, what if? We think about those things. So to me, I would rather keep Damian Lillard, let him play out his time, let him do what he's going to do. If he's going to be great, which personally I think he will, then great. We get to watch Damian Lillard be great. If he's going to be good, then we still get to watch Damian Lillard be good. And at least we have that to, at least we have that guaranteed. At least we have the guarantee that even if we're losing and we're not making it into the championship, at least we're watching Damian Lillard play basketball. If we trade him, we don't have that. And to me, I don't want to live. I don't want to live my life with what ifs, Dave. <laughs> I don't want to live that way. Please don't trade Dame. Uh, no, I understand. And uh, that's fine. <laughs> Let's let that stand. You are buying more flexibility and opportunities to try, though. I mean that's the that's the reality of that that contract and the minutes he's going to eat and the shots that he will eat and all of that which are all fantastic and those he has earned by the way and every dollar he gets he has earned the question is again whether you can make use of that or whether that becomes a subtle albatross as time goes by not that he is but that the system and the financial cost and the cap cost and whatever if you have the same result either way, your best chance of changing that result is the flexibility you get with the potential for more draft picks, more development time and shots for Anthony Simons, uh, a new clear direction that's not muddied up by having one foot in the past. Um, if it's going to be the same either way, that's probably an argument to go ahead and let him play uh, somewhere else and to begin that either way now, honestly, and and rebuild quicker. And I think that's, in essence, what Barkley was coming down to, by the way. I think I don't think Barkley thinks Dame is a bad player. I don't think Portland, Barkley thinks Portland made a mistake keeping him. I think Barkley looked at this situation and it came up with basically the same conclusions that, you know what, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to make a difference either way in the production of your team. So for a team point of view, you probably should actually start the rebuild now when you can get maximum value to start out with rather than holding on and waiting when you're going to get less. I didn't hear specifically what Barkley said, mm -hmm. but... Uh, my impression of most of what the rest of the country is talking about when they talk about trading Damian Lillard has absolutely nothing to do with Portland becoming a championship contender. It has everything to do with giving Dame a chance to chase a ring. That's, that's the impression that I get when, when these people talk about trading Damian Lillard and letting him go is, is, is not about, Oh, you need to trade Dame so that you can start building a team that can win a championship. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that they think Dame can't win a, a championship in Portland and they think Damian Lillard should win a championship. So they want to put him on a team that'll be a contender. But the fact of the matter is, again, I say there are no guarantees. He could be traded to the, the number one team in the league right now, and there's no guarantee they'll win. And by the way, he can't just be traded to any team because I would bet he's not going to leave money on the table. 
So it, you have to find a team that's willing to take on a willing and able to take on the contract that he has and, and has something to offer for it. And, and so there's not, it's not like there's an unlimited amount of places that Dame could go, even if they did want to make that trade. And there's no guarantees that it would be something that the, the trailblazers would want, even if they did want to make that trade. So I, I, I don't think that this is people talk. I don't think this is Charles Barkley saying, well, this is how Portland can go win a championship. They need to trade Damian Lillard. I think this is Charles Barkley saying Damian Lillard deserves to win a championship. They need to give him a chance to go do that and, and free Dame. <laughs> no, that's no, that's, that, that's been the argument up to now. But Barkley literally talked about a rebuild, and he did not talk about a championship. Okay, okay. I he, missed that. He, he didn't talk about a championship uh, because that's too far to leap. But honestly, that's too far to leap even when you keep Dame. The Blazers are nowhere near a championship team. I mean, yeah. the number of players that are ahead of Dame, I mean, John Morant. Would you rather have Dame or John Morant right now? Everybody in the league outside of Portland says John Morant. Guaranteed. Uh, and that's just another guard. I mean, Luca too. I mean, Luca has I at this point. I would never take Luca over. Yeah, I know you wouldn't, but most of the league would, right? Uh, and that's not even counting forwards and centers and stuff like that. But there are players, but there are also teams like Memphis, who in essence have leapfrogged Portland at this point. And at this point, I, I, my guess is, and I'm not inside Charles Barkley's mind, but guessing by what he said. He's reading the the writing on the wall and saying, you know what? If you got to rebuild anyway, rebuild with as fast of a start and as good of a start as you can get. And the only way that you can do that is this move. And he's not wrong. Whether the Blazers have the stomach to do that, whether we want them to do that, you know, those those are valid arguments. But I don't think he's wrong about that point. They are still in between a rock and a hard place. And this decision with Dame is yet another piece of uh, of evidence that huh, it's this is not the greatest, most fun couple of years to be a Blazers fan. There was a comment made on the post that we tweeted from Blazers Edge from Yusuf Nurkic. He said, not sure why I see this one. Dave, you bored or wanting another job, but to think this is right, A, when local media wants to trade greatest trailblazer B, loyalty is a two-way street. Hashtag muting or hashtag blocking. Did Nurk block you? I have no idea because I don't oh. follow him. Oh. And well. if he wants to block me, that's fine. But I was just curious. That this loyalty thing, again, what are you buying? Loyalty. Yeah. Loyalty is not a loyalty is kind of not a thing. I really like Nurk and I find his tweets interesting. Um, he's he's a fun follow, but I didn't love this. I appreciate loyalty. It's a quality that I really, really like about Dame. I love the fact that he's loyal to the city of Portland. I personally don't fully agree with Nurk's statement that loyalty is a two-way street in this situation. Or in any situation, frankly, there are people who are loyal and and the other person isn't in all kinds of situations. Um, that's probably not healthy, but in this situation, again, we're talking about people who this is their job. They are being paid. It is 100% Damian Lillard's 
prerogative to want to stay in Portland or to want to leave Portland. He's allowed either of those things. He's allowed to want to stay because he wants to be loyal. He's allowed to want to leave because he wants to chase a ring somewhere else. He's allowed to want to stay because this is where his family is. He's allowed to want to leave because he's offered more money. You are allowed as a player to choose where you, to some degree, obviously within your ability, um, outside of the business part of it, where you want to be and why you want to be there. You don't owe us an explanation as fans. Granted, Dame has chosen to share the fact that he's loyal, but they don't owe us that. They can make those decisions based off of their life and, and what they want. And fans don't necessarily owe their loyalty. I, again, I appreciate loyal fans. I would say that I am one, but it's not because I owe that. I'm not being loyal because they're loyal in return. The Portland Trailblazers have zero loyalty to me. Zero. Damian Lillard has no loyalty to me. Yusuf Nurkic has no loyalty to me. They probably don't even know I exist. So the fact of the matter is that this, this idea of loyalty is a two-way street, and especially when you're talking about media. Sports media, it's literally sports media job to cover all possible angles of the team and blazer's edge is unique because in in most situations you have like for instance the oregonian has you know aaron fentress who is primarily the person covering the blazers so his voice is the one covering the good the bad and the ugly with blazer's edge you have a lot of different people that are covering this team you know i'm not writing an article like this one because you write this article but that, but it's our job as a whole to cover different sides of things, to see different perspectives, to look at this from different angles. When the entire country is talking about the idea of trading Damian Lillard to another team, we can't just blindly ignore that. As much as some of us, me, would like to, we can't. It would make us a, it would make us, not as legit. I don't know how else to say that. Like it would, it would make us, if all we did was write about the things that, you know, were positive, it wouldn't make us a, a good source. So what we do is we try to cover everything that's happening. If it's being talked about by national media or even other local media, you're going to see it talked about on Blazer's Edge, whether we like it or not. To me, this idea that, you know, local media wants to trade the greatest trailblazer, like, that's, I mean, local media is covering the idea of it because the rest of the nation is. Um, and then the whole loyalty thing, I mean, again, I just, as fans, your loyalty isn't owed. So just because Damian Lillard wants to be loyal to the city of Portland doesn't mean that fans are not allowed to have opinions. Um, I, it, it's a weird place for me because I would fall into the category, I think, of being somebody who tends to be loyal to the people and I want them there. I struggle. Every time we trade someone, I struggle. I can only think of one player in the entire history of me following the Blazers that I was really relieved when we traded. And I'm not going to mention a name. I, I'm sad to see Nurk tweet that. It, it, it He can block and mute whoever he wants. That's his that's he can do that and i know that there are people who did and that's fine but it, it just makes me sad 
Well, I mean, professional athletes are used to putting pressure on media nowadays. That's what they do. I mean, it, the, the landscape has changed. But let's leave that facet aside and just let's define loyalty for a second. And by whom to what? I mean, on this podcast, you may not have written an article, but on this podcast, we have gone back and forth vociferously with different points of view on this. Does that necessarily make you a more loyal person than I am? Or should one of us change to become, you might be more loyal to Dame and I might be more loyal to the concept of the trailblazers? Does that make any of us disloyal? I mean, already it's a murky subject, but also loyalty in what way? I mean, I have some loyalty to the truth and to Damian Lillard in terms of Damian Lillard's absolutely fantastic player, franchise-defining, era-defining superstar. All that remains true. We're, none of that is in doubt. Uh, Damian Lillard has absolutely merited his contract in every penny he's gotten. Absolutely true. None of that is in doubt. Nobody's saying he hasn't. Does that loyalty extend to automatically thinking it's 100% a good idea to extend his contract— uh, two more years at $50 million a year down the road, given the state of the team and the state of him and th the way things are going. Does that make someone disloyal to consider any other option than that? Well, if you say that makes you disloyal, then why doesn't it work the other way? What if the Blazers were to say, you know, Dame, we love you, we honor you for everything you've given, and your contract is wonderful as far as it goes, but we do not want to give you that extension, and we won't do it. At that point, would we then be saying, you know what, that's great, and Dame should continue to be completely loyal to this team? And would that really happen? Or to Yusuf Nurkic, you know, hey, Nurk, this has been great, but your contract is up, we're not going to re-sign you. And wh where would the loyalty go at that point from the players? They don't owe that to the team. If the team doesn't want to give them what they think they're worth, they're perfectly free to not want to play for that team. Or in Dame's case, to de demand and get a trade. Okay, so if, if you attach loyalty to that subject, then it has to work both ways. And frankly, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the players are appropriately loyal to the team as long as it goes well, and as long as they're compensated fairly, which is how it should be. The team is perfectly loyal to the players as long as the players are fulfilling their contract with value and fit with the future of the team, which is as it should be, right? And by the way, the team does not owe the player. If, if Nurkic got permanently injured or seriously injured and they thought that he couldn't play, would their loyalty extend to offering him a contract for the next five years? Right now when he's a free agent, it would not, nor should it. And the, the fan triangle kind of works the same way. I mean, I'm not saying it should completely depend on a player's performance. We should be more, as you say, nuanced than that. But I, I, I can be perfectly loyal to Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic and the things that they've done and still not think it, that extends to fulfilling their contract obligations or, or, I mean, rather extending their contracts and, you know, like anything or praising everything that they do or saying that everything is perfect. That just doesn't yep. make a lot of sense. I'm just going to paint myself a villain here for a second. But at the end of last se season, Yusuf Nurkic wasn't being loyal to Portland. He was sitting there saying, I don't know if this is the place I want to be. I think he's very loyal to Dame, which is, I think, in, you know, ultimately why he probably ended up going ahead and staying, I guess. But, I, you know, all of us have our limits and all of us have our things that we question, whatever. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, again, Nurk was well within his 
rights to say, I don't know if this is where I want to be. He's allowed to feel that way. He's allowed to say that. But fans are also allowed to say, hey, maybe we should trade Damian Lillard. You know, again, the we don't all have to see eye to eye and agree on this. It's interesting because Steve, who who works with us at Blazers Edge, one time uh, tweeted something at me. And I think it was very offhanded. I don't think it was a deep thought on his part, but it has dramatically stuck in my head. And and I don't remember what exactly we were talking about, but I said something and, and he responded with, you can cheer for the team however you want to cheer for the team. You can root for the team to do whatever you want the team to do. Ultimately, it makes zero difference in what they actually do. And he's right. We can sit here, Dave, you can, you can write 50 articles about why we should trade every single player on that team. And it's going to make zero impact on what the trailblazers actually do. I can sit here and talk about why I think Dame should be a trailblazer forever. And it is going to have zero impact on the outcome of Dame's time in Portland. At the end of the day, all of us are allowed to like the teams we like and root for the teams we root for and do it in the way that we wanna do it. That's the beauty of this. And it has literally no impact on the outcome of what happens. So we can sit here and we can have these conversations over and over and over and over. And at the end of the day, the team's going to do what the team's going to do. And it doesn't matter how we root for them. And we can go a little farther than that. I mean, even the idea that I'm saying they should trade Damian Lillard needs an asterisk. Whether I personally want Damian Lillard traded or not is beyond the the scope of the article or what we're talking about here. Dame was the guy who introduced my son to the Trailblazers. Dame is the player he watches. Dame is the only player he cares about. I mean, I have a lot of uh, emotional attachment to Damian Lillard myself, both for how he's carried the team for the past decade and the effect that he's had on my child. Okay. But that's a separate issue, whether I think they should be traded. Whether the team should be looking at options and considering things beyond what I feel is not in doubt. And if you're looking at the team's perspective, if they're just going, well, everybody likes Dame, so we shouldn't even consider moving him. That's not doing due diligence. That's not, At that point, everyone should be fired because that's not how you make decisions. There's no loyalty stat in the box score or in the, you know, on the trophy. And I'm not saying that's not an important concept, chemistry is and stuff, but literally loyalty is ephemeral. Loyalty, as we said, doesn't last usually. It's, it's about the things that you can quantify. It's how teams make decisions, basically, and should make decisions, or at least consider, uh, or let's put it simpler than that. If all they're considering is this ephemeral idea of loyalty when they make these decisions, something's very, very wrong. So all we're doing is suggesting, here are the other things, the other factors that probably should be considered. Well, Dave, you you broke the the Blazers' Twitter, so That's what I do. for that. Yay. Um I think that's probably enough on this. We've already gone an hour, so exactly. I don't know if we wait. Wait, we want to did, even... did I break it worse than Barkley did? Because I don't get a lot of this splashback. Like... Look, I don't know, but I just know that I was fielding DMs, I was fielding mentions, I was, I had people convincing me why I should want to keep Damian Lillard, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I've never in my life 
said, I don't think we should keep Damian Lillard. So I, if I was getting that kind of response when my name is not Dave and nothing about me was tied to that at all, I think yes. Broken, worse broken. than Barkley. I guess that's an accomplishment. But for the record, I did in that article also state reasons why they should keep Dame and glorified how good Dame is. So, you know. Well, probably a lot of people didn't actually read the article. Yeah, and that's <laughs> I think the a thing. lot of people I got can, mad on Twitter. Again, I can't help that. you if you don't actually read what I say. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We have a lot of other things to talk about. Do we want to? Yeah, let's do let's that? truncate them. Let's. I mean, we're, we're okay. Ten, we're just going to go minutes, boom, boom, boom down the list. Okay, okay so. Uh, Anthony Simons, most improved player candidate. Uh, do you agree or disagree, Dave? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Don't I, you? I think he might. I think it might. I think the stats are there. It makes sense. And how freaking cool would that be? Well, I, and the buzz is there. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. that's, that's a yeah. buzzy award yeah. and the buzz is there. So I think yeah. Yeah, actually, well, I should say asterisk. If it keeps, if his production keeps up through the last 20 games, I think it's a done deal. Yeah, I think for sure. So that's really cool. I'm, I think we'll have to talk about this more in depth on another episode, but for now, we'll leave it at that. On Kind of on that topic, uh, Simons says that he would like to come back to Portland next year, which I think when you have a player of that caliber with the turmoil that this team has been in and an expiring contract, those are words I love to hear. Uh, I don't think that we are in danger of losing him. I I think realistically that he's not going anywhere. So that's that's good news. It's up to the Blazers if they match his restricted free agency uh, contract. And uh, you know I think that's probably that's probably heartfelt. Uh, he can he can sign a contract offer sheet with any team that offers him one. So he it's not like he has options. The Blazers can keep him. Uh, but it, it's nice to hear him say that he wants to do that. Uh, there, there are other players who obviously, I mean, let's face it, uh, looking at an extension, Damian Lillard has some incentive to, to be Portland favorable. Yusuf Nurkic has a lot of incentive to be Portland favorable right now with the contract coming up. That's slightly less so for Simons. Uh, so, I mean, it's nice to hear that vote of confidence, particularly from him. Kind of shifting, but still on the same note, uh, Cronin has said that he really is a fan of Hart and Winslow, of, of Josh Hart and, and Justice Winslow on this team. So it looks like going forward, it sounds like at least the plan is to keep those two guys with the team. Uh, I'm a big fan of Josh Hart. I think he's been really good for this team. Cronin's quote was along the lines of, we're looking for Josh Hart's for all different positions. Um, so I think, I think that they're, you know, that's the kind of player they're looking for. And I think he's been great and I'm, I'm glad to see him stick and, and Winslow too. He's been really good too. Yay. Heart foundation. But, uh, also the article I wrote before the Dame, same day as the Dame article actually talked about some of this and the shift that the Blazers have undergone and they're now in keeping asset mode, uh, which makes it much more likely that they will pick up Hart's contract. In fact, at this point, I see a, only a very small chance that they don't because they're not going to be able to replace him with who they'd sign with their cap space. And also, whether or not they love him for years and years, it makes no sense to get rid of his contract and his talent because those could both be used in later trades and they don't have a ton of players right now for whom that is true. So I see them picking him up no matter what. And Winslow only makes $4 million next year. If they like him at all, there's no reason not to. I mean, basically, they'd have to trade him away to get rid of him. So that takes a lot of effort. If you like him, keep him. Also, 
Yusuf Nurkic is now on the injured list. He's sitting. Um, the injury he has, just to put this in perspective, Eli Manning once won a Super Bowl with the same injury. Uh, it's something he could, he was playing through. So this is an argument for the tank. It seems like maybe they're choosing to sit Nurk, you know, to kind of help lose games uh, for lack of a better way of saying that, which they did when they lost to Golden State and Denver this week. So, um, you know, obviously injuries need to be taken care of. I'm not trying to minimize an injury. I think that's crucial, but I also think that it looks like uh, the franchise is maybe going towards, um, you know, trying to get those draft picks. I mean, yes, with an with an asterisk. I mean, and the other bolstering point is Nurkic has had a really good year. And uh, so there's not a lot of other than fear of injury. And I think, by the way, he probably he and the Blazers probably know that they're going to resign him at this point. Uh, so the injury wouldn't factor in. Uh, that would only be if he had options elsewhere. Uh, so at this point, I think he's shown enough of a good season uh, to where it's going to get him his next contract. So there's not a lot of incentive on his part. However, plantar fasciitis, uh, I, I, while agreeing with you in general, I do believe that Brian Grant struggled with that a long time and he did yeah. play with it, but it absolutely impacted his career. So yeah. uh, hopefully it's nothing that serious or chronic. Yeah. And like I said, I don't want to minimize injuries at all. Um, I think it's always, it's always important to get those things taken care of. Last thing positive to end this on Damian Lillard has progressed um, and he is now at the point of rehab. So we'll see him working towards, you know, getting to a place where he can come back and play again. And that is good news. That is always, always, always good news. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm not sure I know anyone who thinks at this point that he's going to come back this year. We've already talked about that. But then again, the only thing that would change that is if he wants to. If he wants yeah. to, I think he gets his way. Uh, but other than him having a huge drive to come back, I think national people, local people, everybody people that I know of thinks he is done for the year, uh, but it's yeah. good to hear his rehab is doing. Yeah. I think, I think probably the only way we see him come back is if they somehow make it into the play in or the playoffs. I think that Damian Lillard being Damian Lillard would have a really hard time staying away in that situation. So that play in thing, we can talk about this another time, but that play in thing would be really dicey if they made it into the 10th. They to keep in mind, they don't want to get up to that eight seed and get ousted in the no. first round. They lose their lottery picks. So, yeah. uh, I mean, playoffs, sure. But play in, that would be a fascinating kind of petri dish of, of different priorities there. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying I think it's a good idea. I'm just saying I, I could see Damian Lillard having a hard time staying away from that. So we'll see. But that's it. I We've we've talked a long time. This was heavy on one topic, which happens every now and then. But Dave, you want to close us out here? Uh, it's almost 1 a.m. now, so I'm not sure I have a closeout. But uh, we will see you again next week. We might do a little show or two in between, depending on if we get any stimulus for it or short day, Dave and Dia dailies. We will see. But either way, we will be back with you next week. And thanks for joining A hater sees an opening down the lane, moves towards the hoop. But then Dia comes out of nowhere to swap the shot attempt away, saying, get that weak stuff out of here. Dave scoops up the loose ball. Now it's a fast break the other way with Dia. She's flying down the court. Dave comes here now to you. She jams it. Boom, shakalaka. The crowd is on its feet saluting Dia. I tell you, if she isn't the rookie of the year, they really ought to just stop giving the award. What a talent.
Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.